Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you doing? Glad you could be here. It is a uh, another week in the world of Maryland hockey. We've got some stuff to talk about. The Stevenson uh, crews were up in arms. Towson back in action. Got some NHL Central scouting news. And, uh, yeah, some other stuff as well. So let's hop right into it with uh, Team Maryland in, I think, one of the last, if not the last, uh, showcases that they have in the EHL this year. This time being in Exeter, Massachusetts. Uh, and the uh, Team Maryland had themselves a nice little time up there. Is uh, They had a pretty good record going into it, um, or coming out of it, rather. They started off Saturday afternoon against the New England Wolves, uh, and uh, unfortunately, not the bounces they wanted in the end of the game. But uh, to get things going, uh, Team Maryland really, uh, really putting the uh, pucks on net. And at 10-20 into the half, or actually 15-20 into the half, they finally break through as Max Morris gets a uh, rebound at the side of the net off a J.J. Creighton shot on the power play for his 11th of the year. Creighton, his 12th assist. Devin Jolly getting his uh, getting his 10th of the year on the secondary. And Team Maryland up one to nothing. But Jack Bortle, five minutes later, would uh, pop one home. Uh, at the uh, just over the 20-minute mark, of course, 25-minute halves, and they tie the game in that instance. With uh, 5-11 into the second half, Nathan uh, Paredes, he puts home his 11th of the year for New England. That puts Team Maryland down 2-1, to one, but uh, a, a little bit of back and forth. Team Maryland getting a lot of chances, especially on the power play uh, in that second half, uh, and they finally cash in on one. Uh, late into the frame as uh, T.J. Avellino. A nice clean win from Vladim Frolov. Avellino just walks the line on the power play, lets one rip, and it gets by for his third of the year. Frolov, his second assist. Uh, and the Team Marylanders are up and at them, tied up at two. Didn't get anything in the uh, in the rest of the half, so we go to overtime. And Team Maryland actually started off overtime on the power play after a little bit of a carryover for a head contact uh, call it towards the end of the frame, but unfortunately not able to get anything with it. And then going the other way, two-on-one give-and-go, Heath Mensch with his 17th of the year ends it, uh, and Team Maryland drops this one 3-2. to two. Colin Berkey with uh, 20, I guess 26 saves on 29 shots. It says 26 and 26 here. They did not tie, uh, so I don't know what the heck is going on. 29, so 26 of 29 on the game. And, uh, yeah, Team Maryland drops this one. But no rest for the wicked. They had an early game on Saturday against the Seacoast Spartans who host uh, the uh, – who play in Exeter and had their branding all over the arena. And Team Maryland actually uh, comes out on top on this one. Again, took a little bit to get through. First 15 minutes, Matt O'Donnell getting his third of the year right off the draw. Uh, gets it from Sean Donahue and uh, just rips one home. Uh, a one-timer off the boards from Donahue, and uh, that's it. O'Donnell, his third. Donahue, sixth assist of the year. Team Maryland up one nothing. Five minutes later, though, just before the end of the half, William Prey of Seacoast gets his 23rd of the year, beats Lincoln Crosby 
uh, for a tie game going into the intermission. Then in the second period, Team Maryland took over in a big, big way. A lot of shots on net, uh, keeping things simple, keeping things there, and they would pay off dividends throughout the rest of the game. Started off with Alex Erland six minutes into the uh, into the second half. Uh, a lot of good zone presence. He takes the puck off a, uh, a Devin Jolly little pass out to him. Erland just rips it on net like a fadeaway shot in basketball. Puts it home for his seventh of the year. Jolly, his 11th assist. Team Maryland up two to nothing. While Team Maryland did not score uh, much uh, in that first part of the second half, towards the end of it they did, though. Jules Jardine uh, gets back into it 15-14 into the second half. Uh, just a great transition play uh, between Hunter Campbell, Ben Watson, and Jardine. Watson gets a pass over to Jardine. Jardine one times at home for his fourth of the year. Uh, ben Watson first assist. Hunter Campbell his first assist. Team Maryland up three to nothing. Desperate time and call for desperate measures for Seacoast. They pulled their goalie really early in this one. That led to Max Morris uh, shooting into the empty net goal from way downtown. Bang! His 12th of the year. Matt O'Donnell, fifth assist. Tyler Hissong, fifth assist. That's all she wrote with 2-10 remaining in the frame. Team Maryland wins this one 4-1. to one. Lincoln Crosby, 29 saves in the winning effort. And going into Monday, Monday was a big game for them as well. They took on the Valley Junior Warriors, and uh, they had uh, pretty much pretty much uh, holding on to the seat of their pants. Valley was on them uh, throughout the game. A lot of offensive zone presence for Valley, but uh, very little to show for it, thankfully, as uh, the defense in Lincoln Crosby held tight before. Team Maryland does get the scoring going early at 0-0-0. That's why I love the scoring in these games, you even if it doesn't hit the 20 minute mark or the first five minutes don't elapse, then you don't get a real time on the score. Um, amazing how that works. In any case, before the five minute mark, Tommy Tracy pots home his 11th of the year. Uh, a redirection off a nice little transition play uh, in the neutral zone. Cross ice pass from Connor McCall, and uh, Tommy Tracy puts her home for his 11th of the year. McCall, his fourth assist. Sean Donahue, his seventh assist. Team Maryland up one to nothing. Uh, three minutes later, though, Mac Ward for Valley would pot one home on the power play, his fifth of the year, and we are tied up. But 3.20 after that, Max Morris, who had himself a nice little showcase, uh, gets the uh, Team Maryland the lead back on his 13th of the year. Great play at the blue line uh, by, the, uh, by Sean Donahue who had a great game in this one. We'll talk about that in a second. A great poke check at the line. Pumped up to Mike Montag. Montag finds Morris streaking uh, down the ice as Valley was on a line change. He puts it home on a breakaway, his 13th of the year. Montag, his second assist. Sean Donahue, his eighth assist of the year. Team Maryland up 2-1. to one. Valley, like I said, just firing pucks all at Lincoln Crosby. 17 shots in the first frame. Only one getting by. Crosby on that, and Team Maryland holds on to the 2-1 lead going into halftime, as it were. And then Team Maryland gets started very early in this one before the five-minute mark. Once again, Tommy Tracy getting back into it. 12th of the year, uh, picked off on a break, uh, breakout play, picked off by Sean Donahue. He gets it to Mike Montauk. Montauk finds Tracy and his 12th of the year. Montauk 
third assist of the year, second of the game. Sean Donahue, ninth assist of the year, third of the game. Uh, and then minutes later, Alex Erland gets in on this. Another great zone presence play by Team Maryland. Uh, great board work along the uh, in the corner there. Finds a place out in front. That's where Vladim Froloff was. His shot gets denied. Erland there to pick up the rebound for his eighth of the year. Froloff's third assist of the season. Ben Watson with his second assist of the season. And Team Maryland up. Uh, four to one at this point. Didn't stop there as two minutes later, Tommy Tracy completes his hat trick with another turnover at the blue line. Great four checking by Team Maryland in this one. Picked off a uh, breakout pass. That was Sean Donahue. He uh, gets it up to Connor McCall. McCall with a little give and go to Tommy uh, Tracy. Tracy pots home his 13th of the year. McCall's fifth assist, second of the game. Sean Donahue's 10th assist. Fourth of the game, and Team Maryland rolling 5-1. to one. A little bit of a let-up, I, I guess, maybe up 5-1. You're playing a prevent defense, but that often prevents you from winning, and Valley uh, was a solid, solid offensive uh, team in this one. They put on 23 shots in the second frame. Two of them actually eluded or, uh, Lincoln Crosby, uh, first starting with Christian Morrell, his third of the year, and then less than a minute later, Josh Bells with his second of the year. And Valley right back in at 5-3. to three. But Maryland held the fort down. They were able to uh, hold off any attack that the Warriors were putting forth. And then Ben Watson on the empty net as uh, a, a great sweep assist by Alex Erland to avoid the defender for his sixth assist of the year. Ben Watson, second goal. Erland, sixth assist. Braden Froloff, his fourth assist of the season, second of the game. And Team Maryland take this one. Uh, by a score of 6-3. to three. Lincoln Crosby, 37 saves in the victory. Uh, three goals for Tommy Tracy. Four assists from uh, Sean Donahue. Uh, and a, a solid, solid showcase for Team Maryland coming back into it uh, and uh, really making sure that they solidify themselves in this tight, tight uh, South Division uh, that they are in right now. Currently, as we see right now, uh, Team Maryland... 36 points, sitting in third place, up two points on Philadelphia Hockey Club, and uh, clear of the Little Flyers by seven points. Uh, New Jersey 87s at 43, and ProTech at 40. So, Team Maryland behind second place by four, uh, first place by seven. And next, Team Maryland, no rest for the wicked. They got two games again this week. Uh, this week, Philadelphia Little Flyers coming to town. They'll be at Piney Orchard noontime on Thursday and then up the uh, road to Holladell, New Jersey. They go. They will take on the Philadelphia Hockey Club on Friday, a noontime start up there in southeastern New Jersey. Start off with the Stevenson Club team, and they uh jumping back on the ice, and they had a, a big weekend for themselves. It was head coach Mike Ergo's birthday, um, so uh, congratulations to him. Happy birthday to him, and... All he wanted was maybe a couple wins on his birthday. I don't see why not. Two games for the Stevenson men, and uh, one of them at home in Reisterstown. They took on Georgetown University. Things not getting off all peachy from the get-go as uh, Frankie Gialanella of Georgetown gets on the board with his first of the year, uh, and Georgetown up one nothing. Uh, they have 15 shots to uh, Stevenson's 10 in the first period. And they go in the air mission up one to nothing. But the second period, that was all Stevenson. They dominate the offensive side of the puck 
in this one. 20 shots registered. Uh, and there, there were no penalties in the second period. So th- those are all even-strength shots. And one of them finds Twine as Anthony Breen gets his first of the year from Gavin Kane, his fifth assist, and Stevenson tie it up. And even though they did get 20 shots on, that was the only one to find pay dirt. And Stevenson goes into the break tied with Georgetown. Third period, though, 531 in. Brendan Jesse gets his 10th of the year, getting things started quickly for Stevenson. Anthony Breen, his first assist. Tyler Shabbat with his first assist. And Stevenson is up. And then six seconds later, Dylan Candelana with his first goal of the season for the uh, the veteran of this team. Shabbat, his second assist. Stevenson up 3 to one, And one of the few penalty issues that Stevenson had in this one kind of cost them towards the end with uh, 3.55 remaining. Uh, Dylan Sipple gets a power play goal, his fifth of the year. That cuts the lead to within one. But uh, Sage Deneau was solid in net. The defense helped him out, and that's all she wrote as Stevenson takes the victory 3-2 to two in this one. Deneau with 35 saves. Uh, getting himself a nice victory here uh, as a, a well-deserved victory for this team. Uh, and Stevenson having a little bit of hardships throughout the season. But, hey, it is what it is. That's what hockey's about. And uh, coming overcoming adversity, easy for me to say. But no uh, rest for this team. They had another game on Saturday night up in Bryn Athlon. Uh, and a big dub this weekend for them, too. A sweep of the weekend as they win 4 to nothing over Bryn Athlon. Uh, big, big weekend for Jonathan Vitti with a shutout. Get the game puck. 18 saves uh, in the Stevenson win. No kind of uh, timeline for the scoring, so we'll run down the scoring for you. We do have, uh, thanks to the Twitter site of the Mustangs ACHA squad, we got the goal scorers, starting with uh, Sean Blahat, who got the first uh, goal of the game and the game winner. Uh, Nets won uh, right there. Owen Cornett getting some uh, goal work there. The 2003 out of uh, Blair, Maryland. Chris Robinson, the 0-2 out of Elkridge, gets a goal, as well as uh, Michael Hughes, an Owings Mill native gets the goal there to end out the uh, the rest of the game. Bryce Doherty had uh, two assists on this one. Dylan Candelana with a uh, an assist as well. Zach Garneau with an assist, as did Nick Hoover. So a, uh, a good, good all-around uh, time for this squad as uh, they get a sweep of the weekend and uh, something they probably, uh, probably needed in this one to get the new year really started off right. Up next, Virginia Tech. Uh, they will go down to Blacksburg. They will take on Virginia Tech for a one-off this coming weekend on Friday. That's 7.30 down there at Tech. The NCAA squad for the uh, for the Stevenson Mustangs, they were getting things going. Uh, and, of course, they had uh, dropped uh, or lost Ryan Kenny and Austin Master to the university games. We'll talk about them in a minute. But we got to talk about what happened beforehand. A home-and-home home with Lebanon Valley and a nice win for them right off the hop. A little bit of a uh, back-and-forth in the first period, uh, resulting in only one goal late in the first. Evan Beers on the power play. 
Uh, Aiden McDowell, Frank Fatucci on the assist, and Stevenson is up one nothing going into the first intermission. Stevenson wasted no time in the second, however, as Graham McCroy scores two minutes in to the frame from Seth Bergeron and Evan Beers, made it two to nothing. Uh, and then in the middle part of the frame, Harold Jurgens of uh, Lehigh Valley would, uh, or Lebanon Valley would pot one home uh, to cut the lead in half. Now, an interesting situation in this one, Aiden Graham scores on the power play with little time left, officially listed here at 20 minutes and zero seconds in the uh, second period on the power play. Three to one, uh, the score going into it. But uh, the interesting part about this one was that it took a few minutes for them to figure out. They uh, discussed it, and then Ilabu, it was allowed to be a goal. Stevenson up uh, three to one going into the break. Stevenson again getting the hop early. Uh, 351 into the third period. Liam McCanny pots one home. Four and one. John Musilla gets the assist as Stevenson is up. A few minutes later, though, Lebanon Valley trying to get back into it on the power play. Blake Tosto with the goal on the power play, five to two. But then Anthony Starzi puts it home with a minute four remaining. Uh, Eric Olson, Evan Beers on the assist, five to two. The uh, end result for this one. Stevenson up on that. Marco Sturma with 29 saves in this one, getting a very uh, uh, much-needed start for him, I would have to say. A good start for him, uh, the former uh, Northeast General and AHL alumni, getting his time in uh, for this game. Uh, again, no rest. They had to travel right back to the Reisterstown Sportplex, and uh, lo and behold, take on these same Lebanon Valley Dutchmen and a bigger result on this one. Three to nothing. All three goals coming in the second, starting with Kyle Lightfoot from Alex Rive and Seth Bergeron. One nothing, 213 into it. Then Eric Olson gets into the mess with uh, under five, with 523 left in the frame. Uh, Evan Beers and Brandon Rylott on the assist. Two to nothing, Stevenson. And then only 30 seconds later, Rive with uh, a goal to counteract his assist. Lightfoot on the assist, three to nothing, and uh, then Marco Sturma. It was his show after that point. Made a lot of key saves down late, uh, preserving his shutout. Only 18 saves in this one. The defense did a, a heck of a job, and you know, for a goalie, if you don't get a lot of tested, sometimes you might be cold. Sturma stayed warm and gets the shutout. Stevenson takes that one. Uh, yeah, three to nothing. Uh, Marco Sturma played so well, he got some honors in this one as he got the UCHC uh, Goalie of the Week and the MAC Athlete of the Week, week rather for his performance in net. So always good to see him, especially uh, in spot work, uh, a guy who doesn't usually get the uh, starts there because Ryan Kenny has been so solid in net for Stevenson. Uh, but good of him to shine when he is called upon. Uh, the uh, Mustangs will be back at home this weekend against Chatham at the Reisterstown Sportplex, 7 o'clock Friday and Saturday nights. So if you're in the area and you have the time, go ahead and check out the men's squad. 4-4 four and four at home, so home has been meh to them as they are 9-8-0 overall. So we will have to see how this all pans out for them. So if you can go down there uh, to Reisterstown, you can uh, go ahead and check it out, see what you can do, cheer on your Mustangs to a victory. 
Following up on Ryan Kenny and uh, Austin Master at the University Games, uh, Austin Master is uh, playing pretty solid. Uh, two goals and two assists for four points in uh, this one so far. Uh, Ryan Kenny's only gotten to one game and stopped all 14 shots. He was there, got part of a W in that one as uh, Team USA is uh, currently 2-1 and one as they go into their preliminary game against, I believe it's Kazakhstan, on a Wednesday afternoon. On the women's side, uh, not a, a rosy, as rosy of a picture as it were, as Friday uh, night they took on uh, Alvernia up in Alvernia, and it was not a good time in Reading, Pennsylvania, and let me tell you that. Uh, it started off uh, eh, on the power play late into the first period. Olivia Gildia of Alvernia pots one home, makes it one nothing. But less than two minutes later, Megan Croyle with a nice little goal in the last minute of play. Maggie Dean and Carly Aguirre on the assist. We are tied at ones going into the second. In the second, however, Alvernia's uh, special teams shone through as uh, Gil uh, Gilidia gets her second of the game. 5.31 in, and then when Stevenson was on the power play, Alex Robertson pots home a shorthanded goal uh, for Alvernia, and it is to 3-1. In that one, uh, going into the break, and then in the third period, 52 seconds in, Julia Franklin unassisted, 4-1, to one, and that would be our final as the Stevenson women fall uh, by a score of 4-1. to one. Uh, Ansley King with 22 saves uh, in this one as Stevenson outshooting Alvernia at the, uh, at the third period, 13-1. to one. Still could not get one to fall, uh, but uh, yes... That's the score, 4-1. to one. But Doubling up on this back-to-back matchups, as is the Norman College Hockey, and uh, Alvernia shuts out Stevenson 3 to nothing on Saturday. Uh, no scoring in the first period, but in the second period, Gill uh, Jillian Evans gets the uh, scoring started, 1-0, 3-12 into the second period, and then a late power play yields a Catherine Palmer goal. 2 to nothing, Alvernia going into the third period. And then Julia Franklin ending it up again just like she did on Friday night with the uh, third goal this time with only uh, with less than two and a half minutes remaining. And that's all she wrote as Stevenson drops this one by a score of 3 to nothing. Maggie Sinhert in net for this one. 31 saves in the defeat. Stevenson a far cry from what happened uh, in Friday night's game. Only two shots on goal. In the third period, six shots total from the second period on. So Alvernia made some quick adjustments to make sure that Stevenson did not get anything going offensively. So a tough break for the ladies as they look to uh, bounce back at home against Kings. They will be playing the afternoon set up in Reisterstown, uh, 3 o'clock Friday uh, and Saturday against Kings College in this one. And uh, home has been very good to them. 4-1 record at home to a 1-8 and eight record on the road. So uh, it looks like they only have uh, three more road matchups, so they must make hay when they're at home in Reisterstown uh, to make sure that they can you know, revitalize themselves, maybe break that jinx by the time those road games come around, uh, and then get that confidence moving forward to get back to 500, currently 5-9-0 and 3-7 and in conference. So... Long, a lot of hockey to be still be played, but at the same time, a little bit of urgency will be yielded uh, coming up against King's College. 
Hey, would you believe it? Towson's back in action after a few weeks off. They start their long run. They've got about uh, they got about a hand, uh, probably a dozen games left, I think. Um, so they are uh, they're going to be a lot of a uh, lot of weeks here. They're going to have a lot of uh, showtime, and they get things started against Mercyhurst. They welcome Mercyhurst in to uh, Mount Pleasant Arena, and Friday night was a duel. A combined 113 shots between the two squads. Mercyhurst outshooting Towson 57-56. Just a slight advantage there. But, boy, a lot of, of shots to be had. And not a lot of goals uh, on the ta- uh, given up by Towson, at least 6-2. They win this one on Friday night. Got started 3:06 in. Jay Harwood with his seventh of the year from Justin Brown and Aiden Ritter. Brown's ninth, Ritter's first assist of the year, and then just a shootout from that point forward. Bing, bang, boom. Mercyhurst gets on the board with uh, 5.33 remaining. Hayden Cox with his second of the year ties the score up, and we go into the first intermission tied up at 1. 7.21 into the second period, however. Uh, Giovanni Aprisu gets his first of the year. 7.21 in. Mercyhurst up 2-1, to one, but Townsend storms on back. Drew Lustig, 6th of the year, 12.05 into it. Justin Brown, 10th assist. Jay Harwood, 6th assist. And we are tied up again, but 3 minutes and 21 seconds later. Frank Megan, his 3rd of the year. Uh, Braden Humphrey, 2nd assist. Ritter, 2nd assist. And Towson is up 3-2 going into the break. And then they burst out in a big, big way late in the game. Took the, to the second half of the game for them to finally break through with Braden Humphrey's second goal of the year with under seven minutes remaining. But uh, then shorthanded. A minute and eight seconds later, Justin Brown on the shorthanded. His seventh of the year. Harwood and Travis Buckley with the assist. Seven and second, respect, respectively. And then to uh, wrap up the three goals in three minutes and six seconds, Justin Brown, his eighth of the year. Uh, Lustig with his sixth assist, Humphreys with his third assist, and that's all she wrote. Towson, big win on this one uh, by a score of 6-2. to two. James Price, 55 saves in the winning effort. Took a, took a licking, kept on ticking, and gets the W for Towson, their third of the year. Uh, Saturday night, looking to keep that momentum going, trying to get things going, trying to get a sweep of the weekend. Unfortunately, it was not to be as a, uh, a Mercyhurst decides to adjust and adapt and hold uh, Towson to only 24 shots, 12 of those shots in the first 40 minutes alone. Uh, as uh, It was all Mercyhurst, first half of the game. Uh, Jack Roll gets his third goal of the year, 736 in for the Lakers, puts him up one nothing, and then with 28 seconds remaining, uh, Mitch Glenzer, his second of the year for Mercyhurst. That puts them up 2-0 going into the break. Then 37 seconds in, uh, Genzer again with his uh, third goal of the year on the power play and then finishes his natural hat trick with his fourth of the season, 251 into it. Uh, just could not get disciplined, could the uh, Towson Tigers in this one. A lot of penalties for them. Uh, all told, nine penalties overall for this squad. Uh, five of them in the first period, including the carryover from the first period. Uh, Mercyhurst again striking before the five-minute mark. John Ogeka, his second of the year, 
puts Mercy Hurst up five to nothing at this point. They settle down a little bit before Giovanni Aprizo gets his second of the year, twelve forty-eight into the second. And that's all she wrote for that one. Five, six to nothing going into the third period. They would not let up. Jonah Kozak, his first of the year for the Lakers, five forty-eight into the third period, would put him up seven to nothing. Jake Lizzie gets his third of the season with under seven minutes remaining for Townsend. Ethan McGregor with the uh, his first assist, but it was too little too late. That's the only goal they got. Towson drops this one 7-1. to one. Nate Berlew got the start in net, had 17 saves, got pulled. Daniel Ludwig comes in, 22 saves to save off the, uh, the rest of the firepower in that. And that's all she wrote for Towson on this one. Towson again back on it. They will take on uh, George Mason on Friday night at Prince William Ice Center. And then uh, drive up the road just a little bit to uh, up the road from George Mason, down the road from them to the Naval Academy at McMullen Hockey Arena for a 5.30. Interesting game time start for Navy and Towson to duel off in the interstate rivalry before a, uh, a load of games. Again, Towson's got, uh, with these two games, they got four, six, eight more games in total, and I don't know if they're going crab potting or not, so it could be double-digit games. But uh, local battles this weekend, uh, both away, but if you're in the McMullen Sportsplex area, you can go check out uh, the Naval Academy in Towson in the interstate matchup. And Navy, like I said, they're back. They will play Friday night in Westchester. It is uh, That's two more weekends for them, uh, or two more games for them, as they only have four left plus crab pot plus playoffs. So uh, as it stands right now, this weekend will be uh, two... Uh, they got six games left, so two of their last six uh, before they have another weekend off, and then Towson Temple, and then Crab Pot. So we will see how this all pans out for Navy. Uh, Maryland, the Terrapins, they still have another week off. They'll be back next week. They have those two games in, in the same night, uh, 25 minutes apart, in different parts of the world, so that's going to be difficult for them to uh, attain. But I'm sure the ACHA uh, website is just a little, little wonky. You know, I know it's it seems odd, but the ACHA website's a little wonky. But Maryland, still another week away. On the women's side of things, Loyola, they will take on UPenn on Friday night, their first action in about uh, over a month as they uh, took on take on the same UPenn team that they defeated going into it, uh, going into the break. So they will have that, and then they only have three more games left after that, so four games total left for those Greyhounds. The Terps women... Uh, they still have a couple weeks off. They're not back till February 4th, where they'll take on said Loyola Greyhounds. They have only three games left on their schedule. And the Navy women are back at it for one game. They will take on Georgetown. 11 a.m. start time at McMullen. Early early brunch time game for them. So, uh, again, if you're down there, you make a Saturday of it down there at McMullen. You can go catch the women's game, uh, go out for a bit, have a bite to eat, come back 5.30, uh, for the men's game, and then you can go out, and yeah, should be a good time. Uh, Navy's D D three squad, they will be going to Christopher Newport for the weekend. Uh, late games there, 10 p.m. and then to be determined before they are back home uh, on the weekend of the 27th against Catholic and Maryland. So a shout out to them. Uh, to uh, they've been gone since November 19th, like almost like Wyclef. So uh, good, good to have those. Uh, those gentlemen back into the fold as well. Um, some news <clears throat> out of the uh, of the D uh, the D 
2-3 world as the ACC is going to welcome Stevens University into the Premier Division for Men's Division 3. So shout out to Stevenson's D3 team getting a nice little conference there. They'll take on the likes of Navy and Salisbury, so that's awesome as well. Loyola Maryland, the Ice Hounds will be moving up to Division 2 next season in the uh, CHF, the College Hockey Federation. So the Ice Hounds will be there next season as they are uh, looking to go a little bit more advanced. So it'll be fun to see how this all goes for the uh, st- for Stevenson and for Loyola. New adventures to come for both those squads. How about we get us on blast? Um, first and foremost, shout out to Blake Montgomery and Jack Spicer. Both of those uh, gentlemen, they were placed on the list for midterm rankings in central scouting. Uh, Montgomery, who is playing for Mount uh, St. Charles, that uh, that powerhouse up there in Rhode Island, 209th skater listed in North American skaters, and Jack Spicer, 30th goaltender in North America goaltenders. So a uh, big shout-out to both of those guys uh, for uh, getting the doing the work, getting the work done, and then putting their names in there. And voila, overall. When you look at uh, what's been going on with uh, Blake Montgomery, he's had a solid season, I would say. Seven goals, 13 assists uh, this season, over 20, or 35 games, rather, for the big left winger. Um, so we will see what he can do. He's also property of the New, New Jersey Rockets and the NCDC. We'll see if he'll get any more time there. It looks like Mount St. Charles, though, could be the landing spot for him uh, for the rest of the season. Jack Spicer, of course, we've uh, kind of documented his uh, his uh, rise in the hockey world as well. Currently sitting at uh, 14-4-0, 2-7-2 goals against 900 save percentage. Had a uh, couple of wins this weekend, too. Why the heck not? Two wins over Des Moines Buccaneers. Weren't pretty. Uh, gave up five goals on Friday night, four goals on Saturday night, but still dubs a dub is a dub uh, overall. Also played in the uh, BioSteel All-American game, uh, conceding three goals in his half a game of ice time, but still a good uh, good venture for him, especially since he is uncommitted uh, to go out there and be able to be seen by some, some college representation from some other scouts. So, a good uh, performance by him, or just to get there is a performance. I mean, hell, God knows I could only imagine to uh, get to such high levels of uh, of any kind of hockey, much less that kind of hockey. Uh, some bad news, however. Sam Annis had abdominal surgery. He is going to be out for the foreseeable future for the Hershey Bears, currently sitting 15 points in 29 games. That includes seven goals and eight assists. So we will see if he can get back on the ice for this season. Micah Berger had two goals for the Wenatchee Wild on a Wednesday night in a 3-2 overtime victory over the Salmon Arms Silverbacks. Uh, Berger currently at 27 or 16 goals in 25 games, 27 points overall for the uh, forwards. Johnny Molera is actually in the university games as well. He's got four goals in three games for the USA and the, one of the Cy Young winners with only four goals, zero assists. In this one, including a short, uh, no, no shorthanded goal there. 11 shots on goal, so he's shooting 36% in the three games that he has played so far for Team USA. Eric Charpentier had one assist on Saturday in New Jersey's win over Philadelphia 4-1 in NAHL action, putting him at 22 points, 15 assists, and 7 goals through 31 games. Scott Kremen having himself a nice time in college. 
Already five games in, a goal and three assists for the Arnold Maryland native, former team Marylander, and former Robinson Cup champion. Uh, a, a solid defender there, and uh, he is getting the work done uh, with the SUNY Canton Ruse. Anthony Domina's back on the ice in the KIJHL uh, with the Columbia Valley Rockies. Two assists on Friday night against the Princeton Posse in a 8-3 victory uh, for himself. Uh, having a hell of a year up there. Already 40 points in 25 games in the uh, uh, Junior B out there in the uh, the Kootenai Valley area. Or that area around there. Out west. Out in B.C. Uh, what can you say? Lacey Eden Back on the score sheet again, a uh, one uh, the only goal on Friday night's game for Wisconsin in a 2-1 overtime loss. Uh, that puts her up to 14 goals, 15 assists for 29 points in 23 games for the sophomore, as uh, they don't count last year since she was out with the uh, off with the American team, playing in the World Championships and getting ready for the Olympics and such. So uh, she is. Uh, Still has another year of eligibility left, should, should she want to do it before jumping to the uh, Premier Hockey Federation. Stephen Halliday, have yourself a day. Had a big weekend or a big game on Friday against University of Michigan as Ohio State stomps Michigan 7-2. to A goal and two assists in that one. However, Michigan got the revenge the next night to split the weekend. But Holiday getting the work done, now a point-per-game player in college. 24 points in 24 games for the Ottawa Senators. Fourth-round pick, so a good showing for him in his freshman year. little update on Daniel Johnson, who uh, the Edgewood, Maryland native, is uh, playing in the with the Windy City Storm. 18U squad, doing pretty solid for himself on that blue line. 11 points in 14 games, uh, five goals, six assists. So a uh, big shout-out to him uh, getting the work done at 17 years old in the uh, in the upper echelons there in the uh, U-AAA situation. William Lawrence with uh, two big assists on Saturday night as the Johnstown Tomahawks took out the main Nordiques. Uh, Johnstown on a three-game winning streak there, uh, and Lawrence contributing uh, to that with his two assists. Will Margell getting back into the uh, swing of things with an assist. Uh, as a UNH University of New Hampshire takeout UMass Amherst three to one on Sunday afternoon, second assist of the year in ten games for Margell, the sophomore out of Potomac. Shout out to Maddox Turacro, uh, another uh, Maryland native playing on that uh, Mount St. Charles uh, Academy 18U squad, and uh, yeah, uh, solid work from him this season. Uh, totaling up five goals and seven assists on the season through the 34 games that he has seen action for. And that'll do it. We are done. We are out of here. An abrupt ending, but an ending is still uh, an ending. An abrupt ending is still an ending. Thank you all for joining me on this adventure, as we always do. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, you can find us at ChesapeakeHWPod on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Clutch and Crab Hockey. You can catch us also at clutchandcrabhockey.com for all the latest uh, Maryland hockey news and uh, Maryland Black Bear news. And you can catch Defending the Den as well. That's the Maryland Black Bears podcast that we separated from. So there we go. There's all of that. Um, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of Podcast Monsters. Hey, go ahead and check us out like on the socials before, and uh, we'll be back next week. A whole lot of action going on. 
as we start to wind down here for the sprint for the playoffs and national championships and all kinds of other fun stuff ahead. So until I catch you next time, be safe, be well, play that clutch and crab hockey, and I will talk to you next week. Peace.